2: You're doing. I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to The Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entries. Tata. This
0: podcast is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon.com/slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio, games, lore, stories, community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Lotus of Doom. Lotus? I had a crazy week this last week. How are you doing?
3: Did you? I, it seemed like everything in Florida was very peaceful since we,
0: had, we talked. We had, it was, we had a little bit of wind, a little bit of rain. A little wind. A little, little bit, rain, A little bit. So uh, your,
3: yard, like, your, your yard got a little wet, is what you're saying? Like it was just yeah. a little bit of rain?
0: Yeah. So I've I've realized something. In The house that we bought is a fairly new build, and it came with these big metal shutters you could put up on the windows, and there's even screws and things like in the house that you can like undo and then put the shutters up one It's a pain about to get them all up there up there and I completely wore myself to up doing it But two, it, if I'm if we're gonna have like a zombie apocalypse, dude, my house is ready like Sorry. So it's hurricane proof and zombie proof. Yeah. I would think so. I mean, this is big old solid. metal that's shingles. Good, that's
3: some good advanced thought on design.
0: Yeah. So, but we were safe. We just lost power. And as you guys know, I put up uh, one of the vintage episodes, one of the classic episodes where we talked about the Marithic era for last week in order to at least get an episode up. But we had to push back our patron chat. And now we're able to do our patron chat with a house full of our patrons. I'm going to read out everybody's names. I'm just going to go through a list and then at the same time, everyone's Say some form of hi or hello all at the same time so here we go we've got Rob the Princess, Ben of Tamaria, Gigi Coco, Falcon in a Box, Bennett Siegebro and T-Rex welcome everybody
2: oh Oh, oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing it gets better every time that was um, beautiful that was beautiful <laughs> so guys we are talking this week about well i think this is a really cool idea for a topic because usually we get kind of specific and nuanced and things but this one i think is going to get a lot of different reactions the question is why are you obsessed with the elder scrolls it seems so simple and yet as I was thinking about it for myself, there's some very specific reasons, and I don't know that everybody shares the same reasons that I have. I think we all probably have different perspectives on this. So let's go ahead and kick this off. Who would like to get started? Who wants to 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 just kind of chime in with what What that, well, we got? Rob, Rob, the princess ready to go, Rob.
4: Yeah, I, I just want to go first because I might have to leave early. Yeah, so. no problem. No problem. <laughs> uh, I. I. Uh, I was talking to my therapist. No, I'm kidding. I can't afford a therapist. Was talking. Um, <laughs> talking
3: to Shia Gorath. <laughs> Shia Gorath is my
0: therapist. There on needs to be a I'm shirt so that obsessed. says
3: that. Oh my God. Shia
0: Gorath is my.
5: That's
4: a good one.
0: That's a good one. For
5: you, you can know. make it.
0: Yeah, I just need someone to do a really cool Shia Gorath design where he's like sitting like next to you, laying down on a couch or something. Oh my god!
4: Yeah, like the guy who does Freud. all the
3: amazing shirt designs. I need a guy who can design a shirt.
0: Says Tom. Sigmund what? Freud
4: already kind of <laughs> um, looks like Shyogorath. Yeah. So you could just like get an existing That's photo true. of him and just turn <gasps> him into Shyogorath.
0: Oh my god! Put Sigmund Freud's face on a Shyogorath like like image from one of the games. Oh my god! That would <laughs> what if be it's amazing. Just his
4: face in a Shyogorath outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. From Freud face. Yeah. That yeah. could Work. <laughs> all right. So this is why you love Elder Scrolls. Yes. because <laughs> therapy. Um no therapy. <laughs> i I mean I just I always get obsessed with any kind of world of lore that I can grab onto. I was really into Star Wars, then I was really into like Magic the Gathering, really into the Kingdom Hearts, whatever it was. I moved to Hyperfixations. It's kind of been parked here for the good last ten years or so. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's just so much, uh, world building that has been done, but also enough room to continue to world build on your own as a fan of the series. And you can really imagine all of the fantasy that is already been kind of narrated for you in the games, but then they've cultivated it in such a way that you can just, kind of continue that fantasy and develop your own unique world very much embracing like the coda aspects of it sorry lotus uh. <laughs> <laughs> um but like yeah like that concept of coda you know uh, applying your own fiction onto the fiction and just really living into that world there's so many like amazing creatures i love the the races i i am never we talk about this stuff i always find a way to talk about like the the less popular races, like, Oh, how do these centaurs live their lives? How do the minotaurs live their lives? What about the reach folk? We don't talk about them enough. I love looking at the, those, those people that don't really get a spotlight too much because that lets me shine my own spotlight on them and kind of create this own, uh, second fantasy within the fantasy It's just good. I'm absolutely
0: on board with this. Uh, Obviously, we here at the Lorecast, like, lore. But beyond just the idea that, like, there's a lot of lore to cover, because there's a lot of things with a lot of lore to cover. But what you touch on here resonates with me a lot, because it goes directly into what I was thinking about with the role-playing aspect of the games. Not only the games, but the nature of the world and the lore and all of those things. They really... It is one one of the series where you are not... Hamstrung too too firmly into a specific character It's even though you can play something like Skyrim and you're the dragonborn or whatever You can also just play Skyrim and run around the world as whoever you the the heck you want to be Because it's loose enough and the world is interesting enough and dynamic enough that it allows you to just kind of Do that if you want to be a reachman you can pretend you're a reachman running around Mm -hmm. in Skyrim, you know
4: Besides my very first playthrough where I did want to play the main storyline and get kind of experience the game as it was designed, pretty much ever since then I intentionally avoid the like the Helgen questline. Like once I get out of Helgen, I don't go talk to Alvor, whoever I need to talk to. I be lying to whatever I want my character to be for this. I'm like, oh, I want to be like a thief. I'm gonna to go to Riften and I just avoid the main storyline. I'm not the Dragonborn because I haven't been discovered to be the dragonborn yet i am whoever i want this character to be and uh, to do uh, a separate subject i play D D a a lot i love Dungeons and dragons i probably make more characters than i play characters with dungeons and dragons and like this uh, elder Scrolls series lets me kind of uh have that same hyperfixation of like creating these characters in these worlds and designing how they look designing what powers they are going to have what specialties they are going to do what choices they're going to make in the world what kind of person they are where they came from and i love making the characters and role playing the characters and trying to figure out how they're going to fit in this world and you can just do so many different options with the way they've designed these games it's like that sandbox setup is just perfect for it well, yeah. not triggering the dragons in Skyrim
3: gives you a very different experience, even if you just do like a vanilla playthrough. Not having the dragonborn quest line be the focus where you never go into that, the game feels really different, not getting jumped by dragons, like and stuff like that. It becomes a lot just more grounded. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you think about some of the other games too, there's uh, like Oblivion, there's kind of this point where you start taking on this more important role and you follow the main quest line, but you don't have to. Right. It's it's like you, you just kind of you don't have to. I feel like some other games and, and, and Fallout 4 got dinged for this a bit. They were like, they were like oh, you're too much of a voice protagonist. It makes it very hard to role play in this world if you're a voice protagonist. Um, but I think games like Cyberpunk have the similarity there where you're a voice protagonist. You're very much V in this cyberpunk world, and it limits a bit of the way that you can roleplay. You you have to kind of brute force the roleplay rather than naturally roleplaying because the game just allows it. And that's something that's so beautiful about these games is that they really do just kind of let you be if you want to take that route. So Let's open this up because I have a feeling some of you guys probably agree a lot about this point. Like, does anybody feel like this is absolutely the, one of the reasons why I'm obsessed with with these games? And oh it, yeah, yeah, Ben, you want to you want to tack yeah. onto this? Like, how do you how do how does this mesh with your perspective and what you wanted to share? So not only do
6: I get like really deep into the lore of things when I play literally anything, but I. I and de- diving into like the role playing aspects, it, it to me like it also helps with it being like a true fantasy setting, like D D is. Just like how Rob was saying, how D D, it's a true the actual one of the few games that you can make your own character besides being like an actual D D game, to where you can actually live in the world, and be yourself and not be like you said a voice protagonist, right and or have a set path that you specifically have to go through
0: yeah yeah even eso does it pretty well you're the vestige but that's kind of just a title and if you don't do certain Mm -hmm. things in the game and you play whatever quests you want to go do and just kind of go around the world you can kind of put that to the side pretty easily do you find that to be the case yeah oh yeah and uh rob
6: knows i and you know i play a bunch of elder scrolls eso and everything and not enough not enough i know I'm, I'm getting i need to get back more into it i i agree um but like yeah like i just go off and do my own stuff i do the story quests of each expansion but like i mainly kind of like go back to do radiant quests with the dark brotherhood and try to get all those motifs mm-hmm.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: so is there anything else on top of this for you ben that like it's it's
6: also with how it being a not only a medieval fantasy setting it's also dark fantasy and that's what really gets me i really like anything dark fantasy wise you know my name alone i'm a huge Witcher fan as you know uh i just love like the dark and gritty stuff when it comes to that it's it's not the norm yeah of fantasy
0: it's also very dynamic depending on which culture you're talking about and where you're going Mm -hmm. some places are a lot more dark fantasy some places like uh morrowind are just like wacky like it feels like an alien planet right but then you go to a place like somerset and it feels very much high fantasy with like the big towers and the and the high elves and all of that right Mm -hmm. and with with elder scrolls
6: depending on what game you're playing or if you're playing eso depending on what area you're in it's a it feels a completely different environment completely different game in general because of each style of each race and or what region you're in or even the stories
0: being told like sometimes yeah, the stories story experience, experience.
4: What, say, mm-hmm. say that again rob I said the flavor of racism that you're going to experience. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right, right. Well, sometimes <laughs> it it's really dark. Too. Yeah, sometimes it's <laughs> really dark Isles, stuff, yeah. like uh, you know, enslaving the the Khajiit or the Argonians and maybe eating them. You know, but then sometimes it's like you know, it's it's like in court politics, like High Isles and, and the stuff that we went through recently with that, yeah, or
3: you know, the Gray Quarter, where it's like, oh, okay, so now the oppressors are the oppressees in this one, and it's like, yeah, it's. It definitely mixes up from, from game to game, region to region.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of diversity there. So, all right, so Rob and Ben, big on the lore aspect, big on the role-playing aspect and how those two things kind of mesh together. I, I like that combination. That sounds awesome. Anybody else feel like, yes, this that is absolutely the reason I, I love these games? Bennett, Bennett's raising his hand.
7: Yeah, so I'm going to piggyback off that. Um, the role-playing aspect and just, like, how vast the lore is, it helps you... Um, and kind of tying back to Rob's original therapy thing, like when I'm playing Elder Scrolls, I feel like I'm kind of escaping from my everyday life, which I love my everyday life. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's a little plain, but you know, when I'm running through Tamriel, like I'm having fun, right? I'm doing something different. I'm fighting dragons, right? So it's just a good escape for me.
0: Yeah. You know what? Uh, This is one of those things I realized as a teenager when I realized that I, well, when I first became obsessed with like the Lord of the Rings, right? This is before... Elder Scrolls was really a thing or before I was aware of it and I'm very big in the Lord of the Rings and there was a part of me I realized that like yearned to live in that world like wouldn't it be so cool to live in this fantasy setting this fantasy world but then there's another part of me that like one day thought about and I was like that's terrifying. <laughs> like, there's a lot of terrible things that happen in that world. That's a very dangerous place. I probably wouldn't last very long there. But yet, th- th- just the, the the feeling of it being so different from our everyday lives. I get, I totally get what you're saying. It's an appeal. Even, even if it's dangerous and terrible. Lotus and I joke about this all the time. Like, the lives of the people in Tamriel are horrible. Most oh, yeah, of them no, totally die sucks. violent, terrible deaths. Like... But yet it's still different enough from what we experience here and exciting and adventurous and interesting, you know. So I I totally get where you're going with that, Bennett. So anything else you want to add on top of that one? Um
7: I remember when I first realized I was kind of obsessed with it. It was like my first playthrough. I was going to say this, like start my point, but then I was piggybacking off of it. Sure. I got the game, like when it came out, I was in middle school at the time. So, so you're talking about Skyrim? Just a, Yeah, Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Skyrim. I'm just a little bit younger than you, Tom. So Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit. couple months. Yeah. And I remember I got the game and I started playing it and I just like couldn't stop. It was like Christmas break. I got it for Christmas. So I just played it for like 15 hours straight, like didn't sleep or anything. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> was connected to my light switch. And my brother like walked in and I turned auto-saving off because I just wasn't thinking about it. So it was my first playthrough. I've grinded for like 14 hours, just have not stopped. My brother walks in and just like turns the light switch off. And I just lost it. Like I was like fighting him. And then I was like, wow, I might have a problem. i like, <laughs> I'd never played a game like that before.
0: Also, don't plug your consoles into your light switch. switch. I was like 11. <laughs> I know, right?
7: Like-
0: <laughs> Yikes. It was the only free plug. So. Oh that- my gosh. That
3: story sort of hurts my heart. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we're Did... dropping the Fs in the
7: chat. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my. In I can't, say, can't imagine I was figuring out how to play at the time, and then after that, I was like, oh, well, I can just level up really fast if I spam my muffle spell.
0: So. <laughs> if I build a yep. bunch of daggers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. If I just yeah, like in, in Oblivion, it was like, just keep jumping.
7: <laughs> yeah, just jump everywhere and keep walking. Right. Yep.
0: yep. Yep. Oh, man, I bet everybody has some some kind of story like that. But uh, OK, so I totally get where you're going, Bennett. Who else wants to chime in? Who else has some thoughts or would like to go next, even if you have something different? Falcon? Yeah.
2: Um, so, so so I guess I'll go, go with another story. So I got my first Elder Scrolls when I was 11. It was Skyrim. Um, I got it by doing 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 yard work for my dad. Awesome. Um, awesome. He thought I was talking about Skylanders.
0: Very um, <laughs> different. Basically,
2: basically the same. Yeah. Thing. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Mom, Ma- s- mom is the one who took me to the store. I got Skyrim. Even the like uh, cashier brought up, you know, this game's rated M. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> got home. Dad saw what the game actually was and was <laughs> pissed. <laughs> he oh had, no! He, he had no idea that's what I was getting, but he said that's the game he agreed to, so he let me keep it. um Good job, Dad. Yeah, I was gonna say that's <laughs> that's, that's that's solid. Props to your dad. What, um, just
3: out of curiosity, before you go on though, like, yeah. did he think Skylanders required an ID? <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, he's not hes not the one who took me. It's my mom. It's, well. my mom. it's my mom who took me. Okay. Because I was like, so I she was like, the like ID outside check. of the deal. Gotcha. Because like, yeah. it was like, oh, can I make sure you're 18? Wow. The Skylanders game is pretty violent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alcohol use, violence. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah innuendos what are these
0: dragons doing Skyrim <laughs> <Spire> really turned <laughs> so, uh, yeah. these cartoon dragons are a little bit racier than i expected
2: <laughs> all right sorry sorry go on. um but then like why i'm obsessed with the games um that's how i got into just bethesda in general was getting skyrim that time um why I'm obsessed with them is yeah, the lore. It's not just the big stuff. Like obviously, like Alduin Data Thur. That stuff's cool. I like I like the small stuff you can explore. Like when I first like joined the like Discord, I made a massive post about Augur of Dunlane. Um love that character. Don't know why, I'm just kind of obsessed with him. Um <laughs> it's just not many games outside of Bethesda give me that sense of like wonder wanting to explore all the little stuff. Like I've played like CD Project Red games and I I can mainline them but they don't give me any interest to go farther outside of the main line. Mm-hmm. Um it's a it's but- an
0: interesting thing. This is something I've thought about too. There are a lot of other fantasy RPGs in the world. They get released all the time. And they have similarities and differences across the board. Many of them are inspired by many of the games that we play. All of them can you can look back and say in some way they were inspired by D&D. And yet the Elder Scrolls games are different. There's something fundamentally different about them. And maybe it's a maybe it's the love from the creators maybe it's the the nuance maybe it's the freedom that the devs had in in development i i don't know maybe it's a combination of these things but yeah i get totally what you're saying falcon there's that there's that something else that makes all of it just that much more interesting than the average game yeah
2: yeah um and then also i like like the role playing like i love playing like elder scrolls and fallout and being an awful person (laughs) right it's fun because you can't you can't be that in real life i don't want to in real life but even if you want to you can't be this basically god who is just out to ruin people's life Mm -hmm. and something about that's fun
0: yeah, a lot of people have a hard time doing that even in those games, though. Like, they, they just oh, yeah. have a hard time. Like, they're like, oh, I'm going to do an evil build. And then they get, like, an hour or two into it. And they're like, ah, oh, this just feels bad. It feels wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And
3: My college yeah, roommate had that problem. He he was just like, dude, you're a monster. I was like, no, I just want this <laughs> item, so it's mine. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I feel bad watching you do this. <laughs> I'm not even playing. I was like,
2: whatever. These are my
3: things.
2: <laughs> Only games I can't be awful in is the the Walking Dead games. I can't I can't be mean to Clementine. Oh well, the, yeah, okay. Well, I, 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 I can't be. I, yeah. I've seen yeah. people do like evil playthroughs of that, and I. Oh, uh, oh my god! I don't know Can't about do that, that in the Walking Dead, but no. no. To to so these bounce Bethesda back to what games, you
4: were saying about like what sets it apart, I feel like in my opinion, what sets it apart was that. And back in Elder Scrolls One when they first kicked it off. They went big. They already started with a full world and had all of this deep, expansive lore for every culture right off the bat. It got more expen- extensive as it went on, but like I think that's really what set it apart. Is they had all these vast, different cultures and fully built out world just right off the, the the buck. It was just immediately, and I feel like that really put them astride instead of having like this one culture and all this one world and instead it was like just a huge start i feel like that really set them off
0: yeah and and it very thoroughly got adjusted and changed over the years but Mm -hmm. but it was uh, i think you're right it kind of set the pace for it
3: it was a good foundation to get you you know if your foundation is that strong anything you build onto it is just going to have like such a, a better start than if you're trying to come up with the background on the fly while currently writing it's like well no we just fit it into what's already there and it expand feels upon that. that it
4: feels weird calling arena the like a great foundation but it is like it's just like, like yeah like, i do want to play that game again when, uh, no absolutely not
0: <laughs> yeah, when arena came out in the in like the early to mid 90s uh, i was playing games like might and magic I don't know if you guys yes. know much about Might and Magic, because... Might
4: and Magic is, I, I, if they didn't die out, I feel like they would be the Elder Scrolls. But right, like, and, like, died out.
0: and yet, that series didn't take off. That series did not go, and for a and for while there, you were, up. You were, it was more Dungeons and Dragons-esque, in that you had a party of characters, and you adventured around the world, and they had this really, what seemed like for, you know, kid me, Thought-out world with a bunch of lore and those kinds of things and then you ended up with these spin-off games and stuff like that But it just it just didn't take whereas the Elder Scrolls stuff And, and I think it all comes down to Morrowind being a success and then Oblivion yeah. being a bigger success and then Skyrim being a huge success mm-hmm. and then now Elder Scrolls online But up up until that point things were kind of like they're just going game by game Maybe we can get another one out, you know um, yeah. But there's but I think maybe you're right Maybe there's something in in the core of it in that seed at the beginning That was different enough, and it didn't just feel like rehashed Dungeons and Dragons.
4: I agree with your point on Morrowind, but like on that same point, there's no way Morrowind would have ever happened if Arena wasn't done the way it was done specifically. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm totally
0: agreeing with you on
4: that. Yeah. Yeah. Arena walked so Morrowind could run. Right. Right. That's the best way to do it.
6: Plus, I think we like with Bethesda themselves in general, like their writing team had everything fully fleshed at the get-go when they made arena i feel like the, at the time obviously oh. I, I mean during also, development
0: like, they would have been writing
6: everything out as you we get now yeah. like they have a full department in bethesda specifically with the lore and the stories yeah, oh absolutely the fact which is
3: bethesda has a literal position on their like payroll called lore master as a literal title is like wait that's real like i could put that on a resume if you, so you if fly you, on that wall right it's like what what a wild title to have cut? like i want somebody to have that on their resume when they go somewhere else it's like oh what was your previous one? oh i was a lore master it's
5: like <laughs> for what i would totally <laughs> put that on my resume <laughs> that'd be the top one right just <laughs> actually it'd be my whole resume <laughs> just your whole
4: resume lore master yep, lore master <laughs> Well, guys i hate to interrupt i'm gonna head out thank you guys for having me yeah rob <laughs> thanks for being here have like, a good rest yeah, of your night really. i'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you, you made it rob, mind if i give my shout outs real quick yeah go for yeah. it yeah please check out sky oblivion i'm a dev on the team we always need to help if you can uh, volunteer check out my twitter rob the princess uh come play eso with me i'm a guild officer for tom's guild of the Lorecasters. so we try to run events all the time please come check us out And thank you again. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye, Rob. See you later.
0: Actually, that's a really good break to do the patron shout outs and take our mid break. And so why don't we do that and then we'll get back to it with some of the people who haven't chimed in yet. So don't go anywhere. All right. So everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online. Right. But did you know that there are some. Secret hidden benefits to using Express VPN like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix for example Well with Express VPN you can unlock the UK version of the office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix over a hundred different countries All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever Hulu bbc iplayer youtube you name it in fact when i set it up for myself i was surprised at how easy it was it just installs and then loads up and works and it works on more than just pcs phones media consoles smart tvs and so much more so if you want to access hundreds of new shows use my link right now expressvpn.com scrolls and you can get an extra three months of expressvpn for free that's expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore. Expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore to learn more. This is Hamius Morak,
6: Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder
0: Scrolls All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to shout out our patrons and say thank you so much for supporting. And to to all of you guys, thank you for being here. Hi, patrons. (laughs) Hi, patrons. And these are just some of our patrons because we have a whole bunch of others. And now that I've gone two weeks without doing one of these, we've got a bunch of people to shout out. So here, we'll get through this pretty quick. We've got Jonathan W., Dylan A., and uh, James F., and Ned L., Jake E., Harris E., and that's it. Those are the new. Those are the new ones. Somebody else suggested their their numbers, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. This other person changed how much they're they're pledging. But thank you to all of you guys for the support. Um, if you are interested in checking out all the different tiers and what you can get, then head over to Patreon.com/slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. And an especially big shout out, big thanks to our Daedric princes, Dylan A, Kira C and noodle al dente thank you so much and man 104 people support the show that's amazing you guys are awesome um also we have i think it's two three new three new reviews that came in i'll read through them real quick this one is from dill pickle 004 in the u.s who writes this podcast made me get back into the elder scrolls i stopped playing after a while Uh, to being burned out but the way Lotus and Tom dive so deep into the lore made me want to get back in just so I could find and read all the lore books in Skyrim and then learn it all myself thank you guys for bringing the love of the Elder Scrolls back to fruition for me you're welcome Dill Pickle and thank you for supporting the show as well Um, also we have one from a Canadian friend Dill Pickles from the US our Canadian friend is Mercurio 1978 who simply wrote love this show five stars great lore podcast with fun and very knowledge eligible guests. That would be you guys. You guys are fun and very, very knowledgeable. So thanks for being here. Uh, thank you so much, Mercurio. And then we have Gage Kookie from the United States who writes, Great show, five stars. Every Monday I go into work and check this podcast to see about any new uploads. Rarely am I ever disappointed, smiley face. Always am enjoying every episode of Lore. Also love listening to the game shows too. Love the robots and Lotus combo. You guys bounce off each other. Great. Anyways, thank you for being there when I start my work week with TES Lore and your Fallout lore cast. Much love to Robots and Lotus. Thanks for doing what you guys do. Awesome. Thank you, Gage. And uh, th- thank you for anybody taking the time to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and a rating. And if you do that with words for the review, we'll read it out on a future episode. Also, if you leave a reading on Spotify, that helps as well. Both of those things are super helpful for making sure this show gets out there for everyone. But uh, that's what we got for the mid-break. Thank you guys for your support. Again, let's move on with the rest of the show.
2: You're listening to the Elder Scrolls, Cast dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you.
0: All right, here we are. We're back. And who would like to chime in next? We've got a few of you guys who haven't chimed in yet. What makes you so crazy about about them Elder Scrolls? Yo, anybody want to go? T-Rex is cracking up. Oh, Gigi. Gigi, you want to start?
1: Sure. Um, I I think Rob had mentioned cultures earlier, and I definitely really enjoy the amount of cultures and how they do explore, like, the non-playable races and their cultures. So there isn't, like, anything in Elder Scrolls that isn't, a culture you can explore and look into. And I also really enjoy how the world is built up around that unreliable narrator. So it does give it that really open-ended feel. You can form your own opinions. You can believe certain people are the bad guys or the good guys because there's all this moral ambiguity around the cultures and how they're formed. And I just think that makes it really fun to like make characters to exist in the world and to go explore all these cultures. And it's just wonderful. So.
0: Yeah. So do you have like a favorite, like kind of side lesser known culture or, or ones that you find particularly interesting?
1: Um, I think, I guess the reachmen are kind of fun. Um, I just enjoy the way they worship the Daedra cause you wouldn't think the Daedra are good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they definitely, the way they worship them, it kind of gives you a different like feel for them. And it's more about like going through trials and, um, kind of in tune with more of nature and it just gives a different light to the daedra i think
0: it's a rougher way of life they have kind of this more gritty rough world view which makes sense with them being a little bit more in line with some of the daedra than say like somebody from the empire or you know one of the common nords um, I totally get that. I know Rob would agree with you on on the Reachmen. Um, there's also these cultures like in, in uh, like the Druids of High Isle who are also in a similar way, very oh yeah, much more connected to nature and and that kind of side of things. Yeah, um, they have been filling in the uh, the whole Druids of Galen thing quite a bit, and there's
3: going to be more with the fourth quarter DLC coming to ESO, which is very cool because that's just you know we had mentioned it, it, to Ben's point of it, like kind of having like A pretty defined structure even if they haven't gotten to it for quite a while because if you actually choose Bretons in High Rock from Arena, it refers to them as like the Druids of Galen which we then have not heard anything about for 27 years (laughs) and now they're like, surprise, it's Druids of Galen time, it's like, wow, that is a, wow, that's a very long burn (laughs) like, Uh
0: Uh Yeah. Yeah. The cultures are are cool. Do you have like a a favorite like mainline race culture? Like who's your go to? Or do you just like exploring all of them?
1: Um, I kind of like all of them. Elder Scrolls Online really gave me a new insight to Argonians, Mm -hmm. which I would never like have gone for before. But I enjoy their embracing of change. And they just kind of I never thought I would be in line with Sithis and worshiping Sithis, but I kind of like how the Argonians go about it. So that's fun.
0: Yeah,
3: their just own makes Just be so happy.
1: <laughs> 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 I just
3: see her smiling evilly down in the bottom corner on the live stream. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, uh-huh.
5: I can't help
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mention Sithis, my dread lord? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um uh, so how do you feel about the uh, just real quick side note now that we're talking orgonians in their culture how do you feel about the whole hist thing um because it's, it's so unique uh, right like yes intelligent trees uh,
1: yeah i guess i don't know how i feel about it um i think it's a fun kind of side information that um i haven't delved in it too too much so. well
0: yeah there's a there's a lot we don't know like, they seem to be ancient, and maybe even from beyond the beginning of this cycle of the world. Like, there's, there's that side of it. They're very much connected to the Argonians and growing the Argonians, and they seem to be able to communicate with them at distances. Like, there's a lot of this weird, mysterious stuff going on with all of that. And yet the Argonians seems like such a cool race, like they they seem like downtrodden because all the other races kind of look down on them, but they're, they're very like capable and yet they're still tied to these histories that we don't, we know so little about. It's such a cool, again, unique part of this like world of lore and culture and, and all of that. Like, I, I can't think of a really strong synonymous group from another, I'm sure somebody can be like, Oh, what about this from whatever, but nothing really comes to mind for me on that is a creepy AF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. So, uh, Siege bro or T-Rex, we should move on to one of you guys. You guys jive with what Gigi's saying, or do you have a different perspective? Who wants to go next? Siege bro. Are you oh. holding out to the end? Cause I think maybe, maybe you're going to throw something against I, or through a wall uh, again.
8: I, no, 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 I, I, I won't, I won't perform <laughs> great feats of violence. Until <laughs> <laughs> tell us his name again, um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, you know, just to say my piece. Sure. Um so just to give a little background, growing up, I had two games play- that I played. It was Star Wars Battlefront 2, and uh I had Mario and Luigi Super Saga on Game Boy. Uh-huh. So the first game like real game that I played in terms of RPG relevance was uh Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, solid star. I hate hated that you didn't like it at all the, well i couldn't appreciate the story because i was around 11 or so and i just really didn't like the gameplay because i was saying why you know in my childlike mind i was like why can't i just go over there and hit him with my lightsaber right why, is
0: everybody why does everybody gotta I take turns to, why does everybody stop fighting
8: <laughs> yeah right so then i got a little bit older first real game that i played through competently was dark souls Oh. and i felt i fell in love with that franchise i loved it it challenged me just the right way but i had one complaint about it why is it every time i play one of these games i can't just see the world in its peak you know like what would that, the world feels so empty everything you know is attacking me i would love if i could just see a peaceful version of this world and then I got Skyrim, and that was one of the most fun experiences I ever had, just right off the bat. Everything was engaging. I could go anywhere between just fighting people in a cave for bear pelts, mm-hmm. or I could you know, go haggle at the market. Right. Everything about it was just sublime in terms of the, the gameplay I was looking for.
0: Yeah, because it's populated with what feel like real people walking around doing real things. And if you're walking down one of the roads, you're just as likely to run across some bandits or a dragon or just some dude going from one place to another place because it feels like a real world where people just kind of live there. Yeah yeah that is that is pretty magical i think you're right about that i think I, I think to your point like there are games that do that like if you look at other rpgs and there are games with like other people walking around but yeah. when it comes to this like kind of more dark fantasy kind of focus you're right everything mm-hmm. feels like post-apocalyptic almost
8: and, and and that is why i brought up kOTOR like it was a great story Skyrim does a lot of the gameplay and RPG mechanics just so much better.
7: Mm-hmm.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, a and, very and, different and kind of game. Through that, it sold me on the rest of the series. I, I started reading into the lore. You know, I, I spent a lot of time on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. What do you guys think about this one? Do you? How do you feel about the the worlds? And and do you feel like that's a part of it as well? Does anybody want to add on top of that? I'm getting some nods. For our listening audience. There's a lot of there's a lot of yeah, yeah. Yeah, Falcon.
2: Well it yeah, it feels alive. Like you'll just be walk walking in Skyrim. There's a farmer walking to go enlist in the Imperial Army. I don't you know I don't know. It it feels more alive than like a cyberpunk. Cyberpunk there it's more populated, but it doesn't feel like you have those living people in it.
0: You also get a sense of like who that farmer is. It's a farmer. <laughs> yeah. He's traveling from this city to this other city. Like there's a little bit of dialogue that happens. You get a sense that like he's a real person who has a real mission. Uh, when you cross the street in cyberpunk and you run across just guy walking with his way too short shorts on. um then you, he's just a dude who has bad fashion sense. That's all you know about him, right? <laughs> like, you don't know, Like uh, and he doesn't actually have anything else to do. He's a random NPC that was spawned in right at that moment as you got close to that intersection, whereas you, the farmer dude is a random NPC who got spawned in, but he's one of a number of potential NPCs that actually have a real purpose, and they have they feel like they already lived in that world. Like, he would have been down that road doing his thing whether you were there or not, and i know that's an illusion because it's a video game but you're right it, it kind of it just makes it feel more real
3: yeah yeah the um since since this is i i enjoy this episode like these episodes because generally you and i don't need to talk that much um except chime in <laughs> <laughs> tom um but you know to to that point like that i've said before on you know other podcasts and stuff like that where it's it's having this setting and like this world that i can just like basically it's like here is a world where you you kind of have like a set of rules to an extent but just do what you want here that has always been like oh this is a really neat world that i can just literally run amok in if i feel like and that got me hooked because i had never played anything like this uh until i played my friend's copy of morrowind when i was like what's this weird thing and he was like you probably won't <laughs> like it and i was like well can i shoot stuff and he was like no and he's like it doesn't involve footballs or anything like that and i'm like oh well whatever and I, in inside mean because morrowind was my first game i i killed the first person that i was like i want this person's house and he's like well then just take it i was like wait really he's like yeah you can literally do whatever you want i told you it's just kind of weird so this is your villain origin story yeah no it's my villain origin story because i was like all right so i killed the person so i I can just kill people and take their stuff i never I never thought about that (laughs) i was like wait so does the stuff like despawn he's like no dude i'm telling you you can just do whatever you want i was like all right whatever (laughs) so i just started stealing everybody's like skooma and sujama and i just filled up the house and i'm like dude you can just place it on shells and it just stays here like i can leave and it doesn't go away and he's like yeah i was like fantastic this is my life's work i'm just gonna turn this into like a drug den and that was how i started Morrowind for like
0: 40 (laughs) hours or something and lotus (laughs) says that he has a full-time job but i think he's still just filling that house full of yeah no
3: it's uh, look if my xbox still turned on the og one i probably (laughs) would still keep that save file
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing that's awesome well uh we we got to move on because we're getting close to the end of the the show and we've got t-rex still to chime in yeah (sighs) t-rex share your love of Sithis is that why you're obsessed with Elder Scrolls
5: no so I I started out actually with Oblivion and I want to say my dad bought it when I was in like late elementary school so like maybe fifth or sixth grade Mm -hmm. and then I had the same experience
0: with my daughter by the way because I was playing it and she was like late elementary school and I've told this story before but she came she came by the computer one day as I was playing and she was like supposed to be going to bed or something right and I was like waiting <laughs> till she was in bed and I paused the screen and there's my cat my Kajit in like ninja outfit right and she's like oh what's what this you know <laughs> what is this <laughs> who's this cat guy and I was like oh that's my ninja kitty and she was like what (laughs) like it became like (laughs) immediately she was like oh my god this must be the best game ever you can be a cat and a ninja at the same time and I was like yeah okay one of these days I'll show you
5: yeah so (laughs) go ahead with your story my dad like I came home from school and my dad's just like hey look at this game that I bought and I was like oh okay (laughs) and I tried it i tried it the zombies kind of freaked me out at first you know when you're in the sewers and you're like trying to get out so i didn't get very far the first time but Mm -hmm. you know the next time i played it i got a little farther and farther um so but i didn't actually complete the game like the main quest until like years later um but then my dad bought skyrim and that's when i kind of really like dove deep and i don't know aside from world of warcraft (laughs) this is the only like fantasy game that i have actually like deep dove into Mm -hmm. and like stuck with and and i just i love everything about it i love the lore i love the fact that you can do whatever you want um like a lot of other people were saying the the cultures are amazing like Just, I literally love every aspect of of this series of games, and I cannot wait until Elder (laughs) Scrolls (laughs) Six. So your answer is driving me crazy.
0: (laughs) Your answer is all the things. I love all all the things. Yep, all
5: the things. And so I, going back to the Sithis thing, like my love for Sithis and Nocturnal didn't even really show up until skyrim because i didn't even know about that stuff when i was playing oblivion Mm -hmm. like i didn't get that far into it like i said until years later but i think by the time it was it had only been a couple years and skyrim came out and then my dad bought it for playstation 3
3: Oof, that's unfortunate
5: and so that's kind of i say that's my true start Mm -hmm. um in the franchise and then when the ps4 came out i got i bought myself one and well not when it came out but like a few years later but when eso came out that's when i bought a ps4 and that's specifically what i bought it for (laughs)
0: Nice. (laughs) Nice.
5: so yeah
0: (laughs) that's great that's great i love i love stories where like Kids like spending time with your kids or spending time with your parents playing games. is, is not time-waste I had a conversation we uh, we had to get together with a bunch of other families that live in our neighborhood a few weeks back and um, One of them like I, they found out like oh you do podcasts. What about video games? Oh, that's cool and a lot of these other families nearby us have very young children and one of the dads was like you know I really like to get back into games again but I, I don't know i used to play a bunch in college but i don't know if my wife would be into it but maybe maybe i can justify it if i play with the kids <laughs> you know like this kind of conversation and i was like no you absolutely like not can i justify it cuz i'll play with my kids yes. you absolutely <laughs> should buy something a console or whatever and then get games you can play with your kids because that that's a bonding thing and your kids will remember it for the rest of their lives. It will create moments between you guys. You'll have opportunities to teach them things through the stories and through the things that are going on. And then it's something that you guys can enjoy doing together for the rest of your freaking lives. You know, like, oh,
5: yeah, like ga- video games have been a, a part of my life literally since the day I was born because my dad all about video games. Like when I was growing up, we had literally all of the PlayStations from PS1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, PS1 and I on, we had one. And I mean, I would play, what was it? Like Put Put. I don't know if you guys remember that <laughs> game. It has but, a funny um, little cartoon guy. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. a little yeah. car. Yeah. Yeah. And then okay, yeah. There, I would play Road Rash. Um, there was. uh Oh God! With the clown truck.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> with that metal,
5: twisted metal, yeah, yeah, twist yeah, yeah. And metal. Yeah, yeah. I would play that. Like I, all of like, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, like all of these games were like a part of my life. And then, but it was they weren't games that I could like really dive into. And and I mean. Elder Scrolls is just going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. is what made me a nerd.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Like these are these are definitely things that, that are worth bonding with with your parents or with your kids. And I've tried doing both, as you've seen me play Skyrim with my mom. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very much a thing. Um, but man, that, you guys have ch- so much cool stuff. Anybody else want to chime in before we wrap this up? Um, Falcon, I know you're unmuted. Do you have something you want to say? Yeah.
2: It's the video games of parents. That's why I have just an obsession with video games is my dad showing me games through Mario Kart 64. Mm-hmm. Just me. That, that's like one of my like, like early best memories is sitting down and playing that with him for as long as he'll sit down with a four-year-old to play games, <laughs> right? And that four years old,
0: you just bounce <laughs> off the walls back and forth. Yeah, but it's not, still fun—not not,
2: not actually playing the game, but it's fun.
0: Right, right. Or here, hold the controller. You get this controller. Yeah, I get this controller, like and you don't know you're not playing for, for a while until you get old enough to realize that my buttons aren't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, for, and I know a number of people have chimed in and said things like, man, it's so great that you get to do this with your mom or get to do this with your kids. Um, I wish my parents would have done this with me. And, you know, for people who haven't had that opportunity, I'm sorry. Like, maybe, maybe you'll still get that opportunity. Maybe not. Um, but if you do have kids or plan to have kids in the future, it's d- don't wait. Don't wait. Play games with your kids. I mean, well, I seems
3: like it's becoming so much more normalized now that it's just like yeah video games used to be like i used to always joke that it was like oh yeah it's my nerd about nerd hobby and mm-hmm. now i say that and people are just like what are you, who the hell doesn't play video games so right. i'm like yeah hey, i guess it's not really that nerdy anymore <laughs> it's just kind of like because nerd culture became like such a a normalized thing between comic books like the nerds being- won yeah, I was we won. Say, the, ner- the, ner- the nerds won, so now it's not nerdy. Now it's like weird if you're not into any type of nerd thing. It's like you don't like video games or anime or comic books or it- it's like you're gonna have something.
0: Yeah, like- if, if the nerds didn't win, then Amazon wouldn't have spent a billion dollars. On a Lord of the Rings TV show. I
5: mean Listen, I turned my husband into a nerd. (laughs) Like I got him playing Skyrim. I got him into anime. I like he like he used to be the typical jock from cause he was from small town small town in Idaho. He used to be the typical jock and now he's like completely like (laughs) one (laughs) eighty.
0: One of us.
6: One of us. All I will say is Being a nerd in video games is my day and
0: night job. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, Ben. Me too. (laughs) Well, guys, thank you for joining us. This has been an awesome conversation as usual. And, um, I say this every time but it's this is the height of my my month and I'm sorry We had to push it back a week, but I'm glad we, this worked out uh, Let's go back through and if you have anything that you want to shout out any projects that you want to share with other people Ways that they can check out what you're doing or just ways they can get a hold of you then feel free to, to share uh, Let's start with Ben Ben. I know you I know you got some stuff
6: I got a lot of stuff, you know, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bennett but you can also find me, um, I am one of the hosts for Holocron Histories, where we go in the deep dive of the canon and the, uh, legends of Star Wars and go over the differences. And then I just recently started a new show called the Wizarding World Lorecast to where we go into a deep dive in the Harry Potter universe and all the lore into that. And you can find both those shows on Twitter, Twitch
0: um, and on the robots radio discord. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Go check out those shows. There's links on robotsradio.net. If ever you want to, if ever you hear somebody say something on one of these shows and you're like, wait a minute, where would I find that it robotsradio.net has links to all the different shows. Uh, so thanks Ben. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Gigi, you got anything going on you want to share?
1: Um, i have like no online presence um but i do play elder scrolls online a lot on pc uh i'm at GG Coco on there uh, i do take part in the lorecaster guild events so those are super fun highly recommend joining if you can um but that's that's about it
0: awesome well thanks for joining us and uh falcon you're next you got anything cool going on
2: um still working on that game i've brought up before really more of a playable novel i'm a decent programmer but a much better writer um (laughs) cool um it's 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 coming along it's it's mostly like i said just story there's some stuff that is playable but that will come in the upcoming months actual stuff to do yeah,
0: well, keep um, us posted because I'm sure as it gets closer, you'll be closer yeah. to making it available for everybody. Um, yeah. If people wanted to reach out, how can they reach out?
2: I am Falcon with a box on or Falcon with a box if on is too long um, <laughs> on pretty much everything.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us and good luck with your project. Oh. That sounds awesome. Thanks for having me. Bennett, what do you got going on?
7: Yeah, so nothing too much going on. Um, if you want to reach me, you can ping me on the Discord. Uh, it's bfree 1240 It's like my handle on that. Other than that, I try and enjoy your streams as much as I can. So if anyone ever joins that, we can chat there. It's a great time every single time you stream. So. Oh, thanks.
0: Thanks. I haven't been able to do so much of this last week because of the whole power and hurricane situation, but I plan to be back tomorrow. So
7: well, I'll we'll probably join. So awesome. I have to leave for a meeting or two, but I'll... Well i can am <laughs> getting the way
0: of your work <laughs> awesome thanks for being here and then we've got siege bro you got anything going on siege bro
8: you know usual same as gg no online presence nothing like that however i will point out that uh in one of our previous shows ike said happy vengeance day far too early <laughs> well we we agreed that the online event took place on september 13th so Happy past vengeance
0: day. All right. Happy past vengeance day. Awesome. And T-Rex.
5: Hello. Yes. uh, I am on Twitter T-Rex. There's some numbers in there. I don't really remember what they are right now. Um, And I'm in the discord. I am going to get back into ESO. um, Once the. Uh, dlc comes out i'm currently playing a lot of wrath of the lich king classic (laughs) uh, because you know it's it just came out so (laughs) um and last but not least i have an interview tomorrow um probably while you'll be streaming i'm going to be interviewing for a forensic investigator position
4: wow sweet good luck that sounds awesome
0: awesome stuff yeah well good luck with that that's that's great that's great um yeah man lotus can you i can't wait for the new content for you so i always love new stuff but
3: yeah no i'm i'm very excited for the new stuff um also uh to anybody who doesn't know uh there's an event going on where if you well It would be nice if you help, but (laughs) if you want to just mooch, that's also possible. Um, But if you get the six striking locales found on the map in the High Isle uh, region, it's calculating all the players that have found it. And it's a big community thing where the idea is to get this progress bar to reach 100%. And if you do reach 100% and have logged in at some point during the event, you get a big old pile of stuff that they give out. Um, The main thing that I'm excited about is since I don't usually play with ESO plus I buy each of the expansions. Um, One of the rewards is they're giving the next DLC away. If we can 100%, hit hundred percent. And I think the UESP, I mean, not, uh, well, I mean, I guess the UESP, we keep track of everything too, but um, the actual site said, I think they're at 92% and Oof. there's like, so close. a week left so it's like okay like yeah just, it ends the 11th yeah i think it's the 11th, the 11th i guess I'll, I'll log on
5: and help
3: yeah I was uh, i'm say, logging just, in right now yeah just make sure you have the six locations <laughs> that's that's helpful um and again if If you just want to be a mooch, just log in and then you at least get credit for getting it once we hit 100%. So, like, that's the stipulation is just make sure you've logged in sometime before the event ends and you're granted it. Um, It's just like a free drop in the crown store. It just clicks on your account and then when it gets released, you get it. So I like getting free stuff um, and I always joke I'm not a cosmetics person. I just like stuff to do. So the only thing that I buy is real sweet when I don't have to pay for it. (laughs) That's awesome that's
0: awesome well thanks for that reminder yeah get on that yep get yep. some get some Still free got stuff. time
3: so make sure to get in there and get that I'm very excited to see how the season ends uh for I, I so far this is my favorite chapter um or year of storyline stuff so i'm very curious to see how it actually ends nice nice you got anything else going on
0: you want to share before we head out
3: um no just tales of tamriel really we we're in like a weird there's no real way to phrase it it's a weird cadence we keep trying to find a time that works for a regular schedule and yeah apologies to everybody who likes to join for the live show we're doing our best to keep some type of normal schedule but it is nightmarishly difficult um so more so um check out the recorded versions of tales of tamriel because those at least come out at a reasonable time unlike the live show there
0: you go there you go well, most people listen to the recorded versions anyway. It's that's like ninety-six
3: percent of the audience.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes with all this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. People, people will like check out like our YouTube channel and they'll look at like how many views the YouTube video gets oh, that, or how many show up. People show up for the live streams and they're like, "Wow, your show really should have more listeners." I, <laughs> and I'm know, like, I, "Like, you have no idea how many people listen to this I, I on know, audio." It, it
3: is funny. Like, it's it's very weird and like. For a while over at Tails, like we had consistently been running at the same time. So, so many people were like, oh, we can actually catch the live show. So it looked like way more like legitimate. And now that we're like, okay, so we're recording on Friday at 1 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, There's like a third of the people are like, oh, there's usually more people. It's like, well, how many people are asleep at
0: It's also Friday at 1 a.m. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, good luck with that. I hope you're able to still get some episodes out and keep that going. I'll Um, make do. All right, cool, cool. And all my stuff's robotsradio.net, and you guys know where to find it. And I'm also doing some giveaways this month, the month of October, doing some giveaways. Bethesda is celebrating 25 years of Fallout, and I've got some... Gift cards for the Bethesda store and some other items. I will be giving them away during my game streams So you're still welcome to come hang out during the podcast streams But this is specifically during the game streams and I'm just gonna pick some random times over the next month while I'm streaming In order to say like oh you guys are all here Anybody want to give away and I'm just gonna pick random names from the audience So all you have to do is show up. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to sign up You don't have to just, just be there just be in the room. So go do that check it out at twitch.tv slash robots radio That's what I got Guys, thank you again for joining me. This has been super fun. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Chat, thanks for being here. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. See you later. All right, we're done. We did it. We did it. Woo! Mm. woo. Awesome. Woo, woo! Yay! Yay! Woo. yay. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, <laughs>
5: this is a great episode.
0: What if I just, what if I edit that little moment right into the beginning of the episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, very what, last was, last with, what, cheers. what <laughs> was with the weird start of that episode? <laughs> that was the end of the episode.
5: <laughs> we should do it. <laughs>